dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Thursday, you made it. I'm here, too. Hope you're all doing well. Got some energy today. I guess I got some sleep. Wow. Nice sunny day. But man, is the wind blowing out there. It's weird. I've never seen like a bright, bright, sunny, cloudless day. And the wind is just like whipping through this place. I guess they're right about the wind goes sweeping down the plains or something like that. Anyway. Well, well, well. Okay. I'm going to sort of riff on uh, kind of a literary thing or a drama thing or a plot thing or whatever you want to call it. It applies to gaming. I don't exactly know how it applies to gaming, but that's part of the fun of listening to me ramble on. So we'll talk about that after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. First, before we start, I do have a voicemail from my British brother from another mother, Alan Large, John Alan Large of the Red Dice Diaries, and uh, he wants to talk about my weather episode. So go ahead, John. Hi, Glenn. It's John here from the Red Dice Stories, just listening to your episode about weather. Interesting stuff. I wondered if you'd had a look at any of the hex flowers by Goblin's Henchmen that are available on Drive Through RPG. These are supposed to be sort of like a, um, a a random chart that's procedurally generated that has a sort of memory because the last roll you've made affects the next roll. There's one called In the Heart of the Unknown which has an encounter engine, a terrain engine, and a weather engine on it. Now, I've used the weather engine and found that really useful in games, and it tends to give slightly more sort of logical results for your standard weather patterns than uh, just a normal random chart. So just thought I'd mention that. Check it out. It's pay what you want, so very cheap. Take care, dude. Stay safe, and I'll catch you soon. Thank you very much, John. That was enlightening. Uh, I have not seen those. I downloaded about, oh, eight or ten of them, and I'm going to go through them. They look a little on the involved side, but I want to go through them and see if they're of any use. But thanks for, thanks for the tip. They look really interesting, and I hope I can get something out of them. Once again, thanks. Okay, now down to the meat of it. Um I want to talk about the power of coincidence. I really like coincidence in literature, even if it's the the more fantastic variety. You know me, I'm kind of like a little skewed and off, and I kind of like whimsy. And I've got a very Terry Gilliam-esque type of attitude for fantasy in my world. I just like it. Terry Gilliam, you know, Monty Python-esque, or even a little Tim Burtonish. I love the Tim Burtonish stuff. It's just, to me, that's like deep fantasy. Not real deep, but deep fantasy. And it could be high fantasy or low fantasy. It's just the feel. It's the feel. And one of those things I like are are coincidences. 
Now, what I'm talking about here is things, there are things in older literature, classic literature. Well, let me put it this way. I'm a fan of Charles Dickens. There's no two ways about it. I am a fan of Charles Dickens. And here's the ironic thing. I have hardly read anything of his. I've read Christmas Carol dozens and dozens of times. But the other things I have, I have kind of a smattering of, but I do, but then again, as a guy who likes movies, I've watched a lot of adaptions of his work. And from what I just love his contrived coincidences, because first of all, as many of you know, in Dickens day, Dickens was a writer. He was a writer for periodicals, magazines, things like that. He did, he was a published author, but a lot of his stuff was written to be serialized in magazines. That's not uncommon back then, or even now, I guess. Well, back then, even up to like Lovecraft and Howard. And so coincidences helped him keep track of things because these things were written on a per word basis and she, he got paid per word. So he was going to make a lot of words. I mean, you could go all the way up to like, well, say Lovecraft. Yeah, if you've ever read Herbert West Reanimator, I have a little trouble with that story because I could tell it was written for a periodical because it is kind of episodic. Things happen, then something else happens, then something else happens, and finally the big thing happens, and end of the story. End of the story. Boom. So I can tell this was written in ch- with chapters in mind. So I admire somebody like him or Dickens, especially Dickens, because he he has these coincidences, but he also managed to keep track of how that guy, he must have made like a, I don't know, a flow chart or something to keep track of all the different things that are going on in his book. I mean, my God, if you've ever seen the stage per, or the stage version that Royal Shakespeare did of Nicholas Nickleby, or even read the book, or Oliver Twist, or something like that, things happen that you go, oh, come on. They're re- th- that's really going to happen then. This person would be in that place for that thing to happen at that time. It strange it strains credulity, yes, but they are a lot of I think it's a lot of fun. Because he will just he will let a story go on and on. And another author used to do, used to do that was Carlo Collati. If you've ever read the original Pinocchio, that that boy had a lot more adventures than was in the Disney film. Let me put it that way. Uh, and, and it had things like the cricket that wanted to be his conscious, who was Jimmy Cricket. He kills off early. He just steps on him or something like that. But then, like five chapters later, he comes back as a ghost, the ghost of Jimmy Cricket. Now, huh, now, there's a title for a game or a movie or something like the ghost of Jimmy Cricket. But you see what I'm saying here? These coincidences of like, oh, well, this person just happened to be this person and he's beneficial to you or the bad guy you're fighting is actually, well, Luke, I am your father. That's that the, that's the kind of thing. Although that one was, was planned from, I think that was planned from the beginning. I think Luke is planned that from the beginning or whatever. But the point is, what are the odds? That's what you, people are saying. What are the odds? And if you play your games like that, 
I love them. I, I love that kind of stuff. And as a game master, I'm always looking for a way. That's why I, I think about the characters. If they don't have a detailed backstory, I think about what they're like. And if I can add to a character's backstory, I'm happy. I mean, if I do something to them and say, this person is this person, and the player goes, oh, cool. I'll, and if he rolls with it, fantastic. I just deepened his character's background, and I just added something to the campaign. So if you want to do a contrived coincidence like, oh, I can think of many, many in literature and movies and things like that. But the point is, if you can keep your eye out when you're running a game for little things like that, it just makes the game richer. And everybody enjoys it. Now, again, you have to have players who are going to buy into this stuff. I mean, yes, you can do it if it's not involving their characters. And what I mean by that is that they're there and things are, some things happen to NPCs and they're watching and they'll just roll their eyes and go. But if you're, you're dealing with somebody's character and you're doing something, you've got to be careful. You've got to make sure that the player is cool with it. Now, I, I don't, I'm not saying I want to talk to all the players before. Well, yeah, I do at the beginning, but I'm saying, you know, if I got a cool idea, it's, it's hard for me to just spring it on them. If it's something, any kind of, and I'm not saying controversial, but any kind of has anything to do with their character and their backstory. People don't like their characters to be messed with in that way, even if you're a game master. But if you say up front, hey, this is the way I run stuff. There are things that may happen that you're going to think strain kind of believability. But this is where your suspension of disbelief has to be strongest. And say something like that. So they'll go, okay, cool, let's play. Or they'll say, no, nah, I don't really want to. I'll see you later. That kind of thing. So try it. Go for it. But... Tread like tread carefully. I'm just going to say tread carefully. But if you can get it to to do it, if you can have things like you know, and especially if you're like in the middle of combat and they're getting ready to TPK and something happens to spare them, try and make it at least a little believable. Like say they're fighting underground in an area known for its earthquakes, and the bad guys just getting ready to run them through. Or so you know, or, so, or kill the last person, and an earthquake happens, and part of the ceiling collapses on the bad guy. He may or may not be dead, but he's out, and they're they're able to get out of the situation. Uh, I I love you know that that to me that's cool that that's going to happen. Um, I keep thinking of the good, the bad, and the ugly, where where Tuco is getting ready to get to hang. Uh, Blondie, the man with no name, in the hotel room, and it's the Civil War, and they're, they're you know, it's the middle of the Civil War in New Mexico, and at that moment, a cannonball from the Union side or whatever, whatever side it is, happens to land in that hotel and just destroys the hotel, knocks the, knocks the uh, the floor out from under them. 
And when when Tuco gets out and looks up, the the noose is empty and he's gone. That's a contrived coincidence right there. But it's believable because this action, troops were going through town. They were leaving. The Union was leaving. And so it may have been the Confederacy or whoever. But the point is, it's believable because you set it up right. You set it up good. That's another thing. If you can set these things, if you come up and say, oh, wow, this happened. Why don't I have this this? If you can foreshadow it or set it up beforehand, even better. That way you can say, well, this stuff was happening here. Or get some kind of information to the players saying this is the situation. Um, I would, in that case, I said, okay, well, the, the army is leaving and the other army is chasing them out. So that happened. Okay, cool. Anyway, that's my thoughts on coincidences. Coincidences are gold. So I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk about to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thanks again to Jonathan George, John, let's do this right, Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Soares, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, and John Allen Large. Thanks. Uh, don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's The Young Grognard Podcast. That's Y-U-N-G Grognard. Also, a couple of good ones, Mark, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast. And Big John Allen Larges the Red Dice Diaries. Oh, why don't I throw in the tavern chat from Eric Tankar, too? So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.